0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: I have an old school alarm clock. I don't believe in having a snooze button. Snooze button is people that are prolonging greatness. <laughs> it is. Nice. Right? And I'm talking old school alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Ling, 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 ling. It goes off. And what that, what that um, represents is incoming fire, chaos, being overseas, getting woken by mortars. What it ha- what it does at home is if you get up before your wife and you set that thing about 12 feet away from you, it's gonna wake her up. What I'm also doing when I do that is I'm programming myself. I'm program. I'm a master programmer. That's why I'm successful. What I do is if you do that for about a week, if you have to get up before your spouse, And that alarm is waking you up and waking her up eventually. You ready for this? You will get up three minutes in the morning before that alarm goes off every damn day. No question. So why can't we program ourselves to do that with everything we do?
2: This is the Tom Roland podcast. Fascinating stories to amaze, encourage, and inspire you in fishing, fitness, and the outdoors. And we're brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee. I started this podcast as a way to connect with my friends, people that I admire and respect, and you. It has been a learning journey that's made me a better person, a better fisherman, a better father, and a better athlete. I'm so happy that you're on this journey with me, and I'd love to hear from you with show suggestions, guest suggestions, or questions. The best way to get a hold of me... Is through text. You can text 305 930 7346 for the fastest response, but if you prefer to email, you can send that to podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. That's a dedicated email address just for the show. If you like this show, you can show your support by posting about it on social media and tagging me. Text the link to a couple of friends that may also enjoy it. And subscribe and leave a five-star review if you feel like I've earned it. The website is TomRolandPodcast.com, and that is where everything lives. All past shows, you can go and listen to any show. You can look up all the different shows that we've done both the how-to Tuesdays, the full links, and the physical Fridays. They all live on TomRolandPodcast.com. And the social media is Tom underscore Roland, R-O-W-L-A-N-D, on Instagram. Or you can go to our big account, Saltwater underscore Experience. I hope to hear from you soon. So now, let's get on to today's show.
1: Hey, guys. I'm Ray Cash and I am here on the Tom Roland podcast
2: complex specialty care that cares about your ROI it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder
1: all right Ray how you doing man I'm doing good sir thank you for having me it's a complete and utter honor thank you
2: man the honor is all mine I've been following you for a long time I love your message I love what you're putting out there and your energy um, yeah, I'm really excited about this conversation. So am I, um,
1: I'm looking forward to it. Let's get to it.
2: Well, I, when I do my research, which I didn't have to do a lot of research on you because I've, I've been following you and I, I've i listened to a lot of other podcasts, but I listened to a few more. Um, I always try to come up with a few things that I might have in common with a guest, which okay. could be, could be sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's not, but with you, we both have a relationship with Black Rifle Coffee of some sort. Mm-hmm. That was interesting, and now I, I was planning on on uh using them as a way to maybe connect with you, but then we connected through a mutual friend rich Vanek um so really happy to have that we uh We both like to do push ups we just finished the ten thousand push up challenge we had about right. five hundred people do the ten thousand push up challenge so um you you like doing push ups maybe even more than maybe even more than me or any of the other people out there. Um, Try
1: to knock out 6,320 a week.
2: 6,320. Now, I'm kind of familiar with that number, but why don't you tell me what the significance of that number is?
1: Well, Monday through Friday, I do 1,000 push ups um, a day because I'm a huge fan of Herschel Walker. He did it growing up. He did 1,000 and 1,000 push up sit ups. If it worked for him, it worked for me. I actually met him through Bob Ritchie Kid Rock, and he said, cute. And then what I did is I just (laughs) took it from there. And then on Saturdays, I do it on my Ray Cash Care, my life. I do 1,320 pushups in one hour, which is really 22 pushups on the minute, every minute for 60 minutes um, to pay respect for veteran and first responder suicide. Now, the actual number of that is probably 30, but I can't do 30 on the minute, every minute <laughs> for, for 60 minutes. So we do do 22 I have a huge following of individuals and it's do more, do less, just do so. We even have we have as young as toddlers to I think we have uh, one of my gentlemen who is sixty seven years old. We get in there, we do it, and I call it the po- Power Hour of Positivity, making a difference one human at a time, one push up at a time.
2: I love it. I love it. I've actually been in on on some of those live videos just to just to watch and do some push ups. And you taught me about the the um, every minute on the minute. And so when I was doing the ten thousand push up challenge that's how I finished up the, the last little stretch. I had, uh, I had, um, probably about the last 3000. I did like that every minute on the minute I was doing 20. (laughs) And, uh, I got to the last day and I had 1,970 and I, and I thought, you know, he says he can do every minute on the minute for 60 minutes. So the, the two days before I tried for 20 minutes, I did that. And then 40 minutes. And then the last day I had 1,970 left to go. And so I, I just said, well, maybe I can do it for for 60 minutes like you. And I did the the 60 and then continued it on to 94 minutes and and, uh, and finished up. Um,
1: you know, I, what I like about that story is, you know, you're like, on oh, my last day or two, like is, people would think like you had like 500 left. I had 3,000 left. <laughs> just, like, just, well, that's well, what I love. We throw numbers around like
2: 1,000. Yeah. Well, if you see, I don't, I mean, you're probably a lot like me. If I see the finish line. To me, it's just easier to just go ahead and finish like instead of like 500 today and 500 tomorrow or whatever. But the 10,000 push up challenge this year, I've heard from so many people that finished it and they were just really, really surprised that um, that they could do it. And they it, it seemed like it was going to be impossible, but then they they finished. And that's what it was really all about in conjunction. Also with this, we were bringing awareness to the water issues in the state of Florida. So you could use it as a conversation starter anyway. so getting to, uh, we're both about the same age. I'm 53.
1: I'll be 50 Saturday,
2: Saturday. Do you have a, do you have a, uh, yeah. Do you have a, do you have a plan for your 50th birthday?
1: My, you know, my wife's gonna. My wife just told me she's going to take me out for my birthday. We're going to go to, um, her and my daughter are going to take me to a little country club right around the corner and we're going to get a meal. We want to try something different. So, you know, it's, she's making it more of a big deal than me, you know, but you know, I look at 50 as I'm halfway home and <laughs> now it's time to start turning it up. So I know it's supposed to be a big birthday, but for me it's just another day. I know and she she's even like, you're being so poopy about it. I'm not. I'm just I'm an overachiever. You know, I'm 50 years old and I'm not where I want to be. And my mindset is, well, now it's let's get 50 over with and let's just start grinding. And uh, but that's how I am with everything, you know? I'm yeah. the finish line is never there. So I'm I'm gonna keep grinding,
2: man. I love it. That's awesome, man. So we also are about the same height. I don't know if you could tell, but because I'm sitting. But I think me and you are about the same height. How tall are you? Five seven. It says five eight five. on my driver's license. So I'm, I'm five, five seven and a quarter. I'm five. How, what does it say on it's your five, driver's seven. license?
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually like to say I'm five eight, but my wife will put that in check. Real you quick. know, that's five, what seven. my
2: wife does too. She's like, "You're not five eight. Like it says she right actually, here on my driver's yeah, license. Was, look at it. It says right there.
1: <laughs> you know, let me see what mine says. Now that
2: I have it. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure I you did. can make it say whatever you want it
1: to. Because
2: I don't think they measure you at the drive at the at the uh, DMV.
1: Christ, I can't see. Uh, I'm looking for my height. Five. Let me put on my fucking reading glasses. Sorry. It <laughs> says. No, 57. Okay. I was honest.
2: Well, at least, uh, at least by the numbers, I edged you out. Um, then this is where our, our, uh, our similarities uh, differ. You went through the real buds um, and became a Navy SEAL. I just went through uh, a fake buds with Mike, Mark Devine and uh, learned a lot about leadership and life and, and SEAL foot Kokoro. And then um, you probably went through lots of other selection trainings. I went through go ruck selection with your friend Bert and uh, he was my cadre leader there. And I learned a tremendous amount um, from him there. So I think that's probably where we, where we differ in, in, uh, in you're going through the real stuff. And I only went through the, the fake stuff, but I learned a lot. And those were two really pivotal parts of my life where I really felt like Maybe I was just ready for the lessons and i was you know, I, I invited those lessons into my life and I was ready to to learn from people like yourself that had uh had really taken it to the extreme but one of the things that I came away from in both of those um experiences was how the cadre really boiled a lot of things down into the simplest form and I noticed that you do that as well in a lot of your message you have a lot of acronyms and you have a lot of you have a lot of like you say you got the four f's and you got a lot of acronyms like your team acronym yeah you got it right there on your on your hand but i just wanted to talk to you about that and how like just regular people um that are not military or maybe former maybe former military but basically people that are that are um just trying to be the best that they can possibly be how they can take the lessons from someone like yourself, a, a former Navy SEAL, or, you know, like Bert, a special operator. And, you know, you guys have really learned these things on the extreme end of the spectrum, and they've been tested. Like, how, how, how can we learn from your lessons?
1: Well, I think in order to learn, you got to go back. So the first thing that I try to teach is obviously kiss, keep it simple, stupid, right? I'm not trying to insult anyone, just an acronym. But what each human being needs to understand, whether they're a Navy SEAL, SF, regular Joe, it doesn't matter, is each human being has three battlefields in their life. So you have the battlefield, which we call the internal struggle. You have the business field, which is whatever you're doing with work, and then you have the home field, which is if you have a family or you have an immediate family. And What I try to instill is that you can be really freaking good at like, you know, making a lot of money or being really great at one thing, but being successful at learning things in life is like fitness. It has to be three-dimensional, right? Physical fitness is also physical, mental, and emotional fitness. So in order to be successful You have to be able to find balance in your battlefield business field and home field of life. And what I do whenever I'm teaching is I just take what I've learned from the battlefield. um, And when I say from the battlefield, I'm talking overseas, I'm talking as a child, I'm talking about as a husband, as a father. And all I do is I try to whoever my audience is, the key is to be able to make it resonate to them. Right? Like, so if I'm talking to corporate lawyers, throwing a whole bunch of acronyms around about, you know, SEAL teams and doing this. And you have to be able to explain what you're doing to make it resonate with people. So what I expect from my teachings from people is number one, I want to make sure that whoever my audience is, it's hitting home. So I try to keep it very universal, right? Um, Number two, I try to make sure that individuals understand that it's more than just being one dimensional, right? A lot of people, you know, You define success from a monetary standpoint. No, you need to three-dimensional again, strategize, prioritize, monetize, right? It's everything's in threes or fours. And the minute that you understand that and you slow it down, decision-making, ask, make, take, right? Everything you have to just break down into little segments, right? Um, And then what I do is there are times when I will have overlapping fields of fire, like my 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 morals, my values, they all cross over into my my inner, my my work and you know my personal. But then there's other things where you have to compartmentalize, which means I keep that here, I keep this here, and I keep that there. Case in point. Um, let's use Bert, right? Bert and I were on the TV show, The Selection Together. Him and I had a discussion i guess if you will about something that we weren't agreeing on obviously anything with bird is pretty passionate um we went off to the side we had a heated discussion about it we compartmentalized it there we came back on set it was professional right most people cannot compartmentalize something and they'll bring that over and then it has what i call the domino effect of of crap and they're going to start taking things personal what i I literally the only thing I take personal in my life is if someone comes at my family. Other than that, um, it's business. And I tell people, you know, becoming a better human being is a business. And that's what my business is, is I try to make human beings better. Like I said, whether it's one word at a time, one push up at a time, one motivational speak at a time everything is one step in front of the other. So my message is, is simply this. Um, and what I'm trying to do is make sure that your message and my message message can resonate with you. And I love when I'm speaking, I speak to hundreds and thousands of people. And I'll ask somebody, if you don't understand what I'm saying, raise your hand and ask me, don't be the kid in left field chewing on the glove (laughs) and the balls hit right. And you're behind it. Don't be that guy. Um, and I try to use a lot of symbolism, when I'm trying to teach things. So it resonates with people. And from kids, I teach kids. I have a father-son course. I teach successful entrepreneurs and I do business coaching and training. You, ha- the, In order to be a great leader, you must lead, listen, and learn. And you need to understand what it is and who it is you're leading. Because when you're teaching people things or they're taking your advice, all that is is an example of your leadership. People listen to you. Because you're a solid leader. So, you know, some of the names you named like Tyler and Bert and Mark Devine. Holy crap. I mean, the guy's a God. He's a God in our business. You know, you said kind of a fake Navy SEAL thing. Um, his courses are no joke. We run a similar course. Um, he's a very intellectual man, very physical man, very spiritual man. Um, well, very well-rounded, obviously. He's had a commander in the SEAL teams. Just another guy that you can't say a bad thing about and you have nothing but the utmost respect for. As a human, as a Navy SEAL, as a, as a, you know, as a husband, as every avenue of a man, he's pretty much dotted the I's and crossed the T's. And Mr. Divine, if you hear me, sir, I know you didn't tell me to say that, but I respect the hell out of you. Yeah, that's. That's how a, you get the I, message, message.
2: I learned a lot from him. Let's talk about leadership for a minute. Like you, you have the three L's of leadership. Let's let's talk about um what that means to you. What are those three L's? You just you just said them real quick there. Yeah. But- so
1: in order to be a leader, you must lead, listen, and learn. And then I break it down even farther. Leaders lead, they lead themselves. They can lead from the front or the back, and they lead always. Right? Leaders lead, they're not led. Like even if I'm letting someone else lead, I'm leading, I'm in some fashion, I'm leading. Number two, we listen. The difference between listening and hearing is simply this. When you are hearing something, you're just waiting for your chance to talk. When you're listening, you're actually absorbing information. When you're listening to somebody, eye contact is established. It's like that handshake. There's no other place on earth you'd rather be. Um, And I've learned a lot of valuable lessons about listening. When I'm listening to my superiors or peers or mentors, I Used to be guilty of text messaging, doing this <laughs> when people would think I'm not paying attention to them. Well, it wasn't until a few years ago when I was doing that, and my boss Pedro's cooling as he's talking to me about business, and he's you know the man of business, I'm texting. He rips the phone out of my hand. And I'm like, what the hell? And he goes, Ray, you have this button on your phone called voice memo, and when you hit voice memo, all I have is messages. So, what I do is as a leader, even if someone else is leading, I'm leading myself. I'm recording those messages and I make them audiobooks. Hmm. I have like a hundred of them. And instead of listening to the radio, I listen to people who have been there and done that. So, you have the lead, you have the listen. I'm not hearing people. And next is learn. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are in the game there is always someone or something out there that has a different perspective that you can add to the tool bag. Now, as a leader, right, it's all about we say time management or guarding your time. One thing I've learned as a leader is people will always, you're always going to have eager beavers that always want to reach out and tell you things. There's a time and a place for it and you have to establish that. But I will listen to each and every one of my my team members. I don't believe in employees, team suggestions. Now, as a leader, you take that knowledge in. And if it's something, and I always try to, if there, if I don't agree with it, start with a negative and with the positive. Like if you said, hey, let's do this. And I say, listen, Tom, that's a great idea. But let me tell you why we're not doing that. But I really appreciate you taking the initiative to step up and come to me with that. That's great. and 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 then you always end it with this. And I don't want you to ever stop. Don't be deterred by this, right? Because there's other leaders, right? That lead, listen. And I say they lose and I'll get into that where they just dismiss people. I don't have time, Mm -hmm. right? That person, gosh, only knows the courage that it took them to come up and talk to somebody at, you know, at this level, only who knows the ramifications of that. So listen, listen, and absorb like a sponge. Right. And I like lead, listen, and learn, learn from other people, right? Learn. Um, because here's what you, I tell people as a leader, you only do two things in this life. You win or you lose. It's not true. You only win and you learn. i wanted to see I saw your face. You only lose if you quit and quitting means quitting on yourself, quitting on your team, quitting on the objective. Learning is, I mean, how many times, right? Have you, when you first started off fishing, how many mistakes did you make? Right. All the time. Of course you did. Every right? I made mistakes Every mistake. all the time. Right? I've, I've made mistakes as a father, as a husband, as, as a businessman, but as long as you can come back and have what we call an AAR after action report with yourself and with others from your team, and you can learn from your mistakes. I mean, I've made mistakes that have cost Bedros 15, $20,000. I'm not going to make those mistakes again. Right. (laughs) Um, And it's all about that. So if you want to be a solid leader, you know, the three L's are lead. Don't be led. Right. Don't just sit there and say, well, what's next? What's next? Take some initiative is what I'm saying, starting with yourself. And you cannot lead others until you lead yourself. Mm -hmm. Listen, everybody has something to say. Everybody has a voice. You have to figure out whose voice is positive and negative. The positive, obviously, you want. The negative, you're going to have to figure that out as a leader. What you're going to do? Don't just don't just hear people. Hearing is simply waiting to get your voice in there. And when you're just listening or when you're hearing, you're not absorbing. You're just waiting. So you might not get the full intention of the message. You spurt something out, and literally, it goes against exactly what the leader was just saying. And last is, you know, you listen and you learn. Don't lose because you don't quit. Don't quit on yourself. Don't quit on your team. Don't quit on others, right? Because would you want and just because it may have happened to you, like it happened to me, you can stop that cycle, right? Just because I had a lot of negative shit in my life doesn't mean I need to be a negative person. Um, I honestly feel that I am the author of my book. This is my vessel, and I am going to create the best version of me I can, both physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, and financially. Because that's what growth is. It's six forms of creating greatness. So that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to continue to do. Like I told you, I'm 50 years, 49 and three quarters years young. Um, and I'm just getting started, man. That's my mindset. A lot of people are like, Oh, you're going downhill now. No, I'm not. Man. I'm just finding, I'm going to find another hill. Yeah. It's going to get, and it's, I love running up those hills, man. Cause my legs, even though they get sore, I get stronger As I get to altitude, the symbolism, I acclimate, I get stronger, right? So, and then I I run up the hill. I call attack the hill. That's what I do in everything in life. I run up the hill and I walk down the hill. I control the descent and I control the ascent versus you see a hill. What do most people do? They go, shit, right? They actually do that. They They walk up the hill and then they run down the hill. Running down a hill, what happens if you go too fast? Eventually, you're going to go ass over tea kettle, (laughs) Because you're allowing gravity, which I use as the, the symbolism of negative entities, to control who you are. You have to control yourself. Yeah. Right? You, you know, um, I am a master of control.
2: I've heard you say, I've heard you um, go through that before about run, attacking the hill. Now, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is like... When you're talking about controlling the descent, like, give me an example of, of, of that, because everybody understands attacking the hill. You have a goal, you have, you have a, a, something that you're trying to accomplish. You have something, you know, whether it's in business or personal life or whatever, you attack that hill. That's an easy thing to understand. But what, it, what, what it's a little bit, not, not as clear to me anyway, is when you're talking about you control the descent. So you attack that hill, you make it to the top. What is the descent for you? Like where well, where are you being controlling on the decision? what I
1: do is is like I said, I have my little black rifle coffee cup here and it's got it's got some water in it, right? And first I'm gonna give you what the symbolism of it is, and I'll break it down. By attack the hill, what I simply mean is you need to reverse engineer things, right? Case in point, most people hate Mondays, I love Mondays. Most people hate doing pull-ups, I love fucking doing pull-ups. Part of my language. People hate doing burpees. I love doing burpees. There's another the thing reason why like people hate doing things is because it's hard. But if you learn how to control the hard and master the hard, you're going to build up stamina and speed and it's going to get easier. Case in point, I can go to the biggest meathead gym on the planet, 5'7205. I can go underneath of a pull up bar and start doing 15 or 20 burpee pull ups. I'll have the biggest meatheads get away, mode, dude, you take it. Because they can't do that. Because what I'm doing is I'm conditioning myself for the fight that's what i do so most people in life the hill when they see an obstacle or something that's going to get in their way they pace themselves going up they get to the top and they think they've accomplished a whole lot and then what they do is they run down the hill my thing is is run up the hill attack it as fast as you can to accomplish your goal (sighs) take a breath situational awareness 360 degree bubble check my situations i'm looking for another fight the rest is on the descent the rest isn't on the ascent Mm -hmm. if i'm trying Mm -hmm. to improve myself if i have a goal i want to get there as fast and efficient as i can when i'm walking down the hill i'm not just resting what i'm doing is, is that is the symbolism of me controlling the situation i'm if you run down a hill you lose your situational awareness When you're running up the hill, you know where you got to go. I already know where I got to go. Going down, I don't know what's next. So what I'm going to do is walk down and I'm going to scan. And what I'm doing is is I'm scanning for another goal, objective, challenge, right? Mm -hmm. And I tell people this, like I'm a control freak. I say this over and over and over. I control what time I get up. Number one, I don't get up with one of these. I hate getting up with one of these. I have an old school alarm clock. I don't believe in having a snooze button snooze button is people that are prolonging greatness. (laughs) It is nice. And I'm talking old school alarm clock. Mm -hmm. It goes off. And what that, what that um, represents is incoming fire, chaos, being overseas, getting woken by mortars. What it, what it does at home is if you get up before your wife and you set that thing about 12 feet away from you, it's going to wake her up what i'm also doing when i do that is i'm programming myself i'm program i'm a master programmer that's why i'm successful what i do is if you do that for about a week if you have to get up before your spouse and that alarm is waking you up and waking her up eventually you ready for this you will get up 3 minutes in the morning before that alarm goes off every damn day no question so why can't we program ourselves to do that with everything we do Mm -hmm. because most people aren't willing to shock the body, the shock and all I am. My wife did not like this. It was a, it was a a study that they did. I get up. And that's what people ask me, right? What time do you get up on Sunday? The same damn time I get up Monday through Saturday I'm programmed. And what the world needs more of is programming. I program, I have, I give speeches where I teach people, right. How to program yourself. Like I have children, I have a wife, Mm -hmm. And I have two kids, two great kids, I have a 27 year old son, 13 year old daughter. And dads, if you have a daughter, this will hit home a little harder. Right. I have what I call an M.O.L. I'm all about programming. Right. I'm a, I'm a master programmer. I go into people's heads in my courses and I reprogram them. And the first thing I do every morning that I get up, I know people hear me say this all the time, and I'll say it to the day I die. I get up and I say, be great today. I'm going to be a bitch tomorrow. That's what I say. Right? I say that every damn day that I get up. It's the first thing I say when I get up. It's the last thing I say when I go to bed. My daughter gets up and I have a video that I show and I say, Nala Jane, what are you? And she goes, I'm a winner and I'm a champion. My son has a saying, my wife has a saying. Why on earth would you not want to have a motto of life? Why would you, who wants to just get up and go, oh, Another day to get up. You're already you're already programming yourself for a bad day. But if you get up, okay, number one, big win. What's the big win of the day? I'm alive. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a check. Mm-hmm. Number two, I know I get a lot of stuff from the drinking bros. Make your damn bed. Bill McRaven. I, I absolutely believe that. You get up within minutes, you've accomplished a goal. I'm already mm-hmm. on a positive mindset. Yep. What am I going to do? I'm going to be great today. I'm going to be a bitch tomorrow. I'm going to get up. I have 16 to 18 hours to do one or two things in this life. And that's every day I'm going to get up and kick, kick ass or get my ass kicked. I have Mm -hmm. kicked ass. I have gotten my ass kicked. And for those who haven't gotten their ass kicked, I will tell you this, kicking ass is a lot better. A lot more fun. (laughs) You're not going to win every one. But what's so great is I'm going to give you my maximum output, produce as much as I can. I'm going to be the best version of me I can be because my why in life is to be a better me. It's not to be Everybody's wise, like it's my wife, it's my kids. No, it's not. If you want to be a better this, this, and this, you need to not lower the standards of your family. You need to raise the standards of yourself. I love that. And you do that by programming yourself. I've got guys that get up every day and say, I got this shit. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is, literally, by the time I've taken my first 10 steps, I've already accomplished a goal and I've already got positive thoughts going in my head. Mm -hmm. Because case in point, average human being has 60,000 thoughts. A day, forty-eight thousand of those thoughts are negative. Look it up. Mm -hmm. My goal in life is to make that forty-eight thousand a zero. I mean, yeah, you're always going to have negative thoughts, and guess what? It's usually four or five things in your life that you think about. It's either your family, your fitness, your finances, your faith. Mm -hmm. Your four f bombs. That's why Mm -hmm. I have it there. My goal is to make that number as low as I can, so that I have as many positive thoughts I can. Because I will tell you this. Um, motivation isn't enough, right? Getting up and being motivated is enough. It's discipline, yeah. right? It's integrity. It's what you're doing when no one sees it's easy there. And Tom, there are days I don't want to get up. There are days I don't want to get up, but then I take a second and go, no, you're alive. There's people that aren't, there's people that are sick and you aren't, there's people whose families who have sick children and you don't. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm blessed. hmm So what can I do with this blessing And my mindset is I'm going to get up. I'm going to create an MOL, MOL. I'm going to create positivity and I am going to create results. Like I told you before, control freak. I control what time I get up, how I get up. I control what I put in my body, who I surround myself with and what time I go to bed. Now, when I get in a car, I can only control so much. If I get on a plane, I can only control so much. Um, I control, and I even control the tempo when I go to sleep. Never go to sleep angry at someone, especially your spouse. Good friend of mine went to sleep. He had an argument with his wife. He never woke up. I will never, ever leave her that way. So I get up on a positive note. And even if I have literally been getting kicked in the you know what for for 18 hours, I still be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm gonna get up and relax, and when I get up the next day, repeat. I'm gonna do the best I can. Wow! And that's how a nobody from Ira, uh, excuse me, from Baltimore, an Irish kid, is running with the big dogs. I have a better attitude because I know I know what the true acronym of team means. I know the secret. It's not together everybody accomplishes more. Team is trust, effort, attitude, mission. That's what being a part of a team is. Team care. And the mission is growth, right? Trust, trust in yourself, trust in your wife, trust in your kids effort. Don't give me, every, don't give me hundred percent. Give me everything you have. And then some more mm. attitude, right? Here you go, man. You're a businessman too. Nothing will open or close a door. And remember this is for all three of your fields of life Then a good or bad attitude. And Emma's mission, physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and financial growth. Once you learn how to tackle that and realize you only have to focus on the family, the fitness, the finances, and faith, the teamwork, the problem-solving, leadership, communication, keep it simple, stupid, right? And just little acronyms like that, you will succeed in life because then the world is a freaking complicated place. It is Mm -hmm. technology and this and this. I focus on me and my few, the few that I know. And here's what I tell each and every one of you. The more you know, the more you'll grow, the more you know about yourself, the more you test yourself, the more you challenge yourself, right? The more you put yourself in the emotional red, the more you put yourself in the emotional blue, do hard shit and be thankful that you have the opportunity to do hard shit. And people go, Ray, it can't be this easy. I'm living proof. Yes, it is. It is. I am literally probably the most simplistic person. I'm not saying I'm an idiot. I just keep it simple. Like. It's I'm like it. I'm like an old sixty old sixty nine Camaro. I got seven hundred horsepower mm-hmm. under there. Old carburetor. She's old school. She's simple. I don't need a lot of fancy technology to still run a solid quarter mile. I'll run with the big dogs, but I'm using old school technology. Yeah. The problem with the world is is everybody's trying to find a better and easier way. You just got to find the right way. That's the thing. Everybody's trying to find shortcuts. There are no shortcuts to success. Trust hard work. Yeah,
2: man. I love it. So many of the things that you that you were just went oh, over. Oh, I know I go all
1: over. Well, the place no, no, no. So
2: you know, I actually, I actually have them all written down right here. All the things that Dude, you again. just went over. I wanted to make sure that we, we discussed. So the first thing was when I did an after action review of seal fit Kokoro, which in seal fit Kokoro, everything's about being a team everything is about like the seals. Everything is about being a team. You were punished. If you weren't a team, you were rewarded when you became a team. And when I look back on my notes from that event, which I do pretty often, maybe about every three or four months, I look back on things that I learned there. And one of the things that was in big letters when I came home was in order to be an effective leader or, or an extraordinary leader, you must be an extraordinary follower. And that was something that really really changed everything in my life uh, as far as my business goes is that if you're going to empower if you're gonna ask people to do things for for the for the mission then you have to be able to support them and you have to be able to be the number one cheerleader for what they are doing and be the best follower and be the So, And you are being a leader by being a follower.
1: Uh, Yes, that's what I I, want. Yes.
2: It was a hard lesson. And I didn't understand that lesson. And some people were like, why do you need to go to a beach in California and let the Navy Seals beat the crap out of you? Because that's what I took away from it, is that you go through these exercises to where you're the leader. Now, get this accomplished. Okay, well, you're the biggest, you're the strongest, you're the fastest. Let's do it this way. And then you are doing what you can to help, or however it works. You created the best team. You just created success yes. because you're a leader. And not every and everyone is not going all over the place. And then I take that back into my business here. It's like be a in order to be a, an effective leader, you must be an effective follower. That was huge. The other thing was the way that you wake up in the morning that you were talking about. And um, uh, Brad McLeod, do you know him, Brad McLeod? I
1: love Brad. Love Brad McLeod. He
2: player. was he was my coach going into Seal Fit Kokoro. And one of the things that he always talked about that I just loved and I incorporated into my life every single morning is the. You, you, you get out of bed, just like you said, and the first step you take is thank. And the other step you take is you thank mm-hmm. you, thank you all the way to the bathroom and brush your teeth. And what you've done there, just like you said, is you just program yourself for gratitude. I'm happy. I'm here today. I'm happy that the day is starting. Thank you for this opportunity. And man, what an effect that had just doing it 365 days a year four, five, six, seven years at a time. And you're just like, every morning you wake up, the first thing you think about is thank you. Thank you. So thank you, Brad McLeod. That was, that was really awesome for, for that. But so many of the, uh, of the things that you just touched on are, are just really lessons that I learned from those two things. Your, your motto uh, for life, you had seven points of performance. Mm-hmm. That's one of them, right? Conquer. Yep. Okay. What are the rest?
1: So what? What? What is? Do you, want you have
2: seven confidence? points of performance that you talk about yeah. in your in your thing in your? So uh, my
1: seven points of performance are conquer. So conquer is like the seven points of performance. The symbolism is for individuals who have ever shot a weapon. There are seven points of performance, hopefully to be a marksman. And that's the grip, the stance, the follow through, the breathing, the trigger and control, and it goes on and, on and on. For those of you who have never shot a weapon, I'm giving you. It's the ingredients. To make or bake whatever it is. Now, so what our goal is, is to be able to get you to be that marksman and hit paper or to make whatever that is you're making. Then from there, what I do, and I'll get into it, is I fine tune micro and macro adjustments to make that shot group tighter or to make that cake more moist. Or like my wife doesn't use oil, she uses applesauce. So, what the letters stand for um, of my seven points of performance is, like I said, my job and my business is not making people money. It's making people better from the inside out. That's what I do. I feel that if you believe in yourself, you will achieve whatever it is you accomplish in life, as long as there are realistic goals, right? Like I'm not going to make you a million dollars overnight. I don't care how, how great you feel about yourself. You know, that that's on you. So the C of the seven points of reforms, it is called conquer. The C is the clock. And that's where we talk about breaking it down and having the time management. And I give three drills on how you can make the most out of your day. O is the obligation, um, which is your obligations is the four F-bombs, the family, the fitness, the finances, and the faith. The N is the non-negotiables. And what I say there, and I'm just briefly touching over it, is there is no plan B, right? There is contingencies for plan A, like there is no plan B. The minute you start having a plan B, you're already getting off the path of plan A. So my thing is, is I am going to consume and, and use every resource I can to become an ABCO. If I physically cannot do it or medically can't do it, then I will come up with an alternative plan A. Maybe I'll become a diver. I'll become something else. But the minute you start going, Hey, listen, um, I'm going to make a million dollars, but if I don't, There is no, but if I don't, it's when I do. So what I do is the non-negotiable. There's only best average and worst case scenario in life, right? It it might take me three hours to get somewhere. It might take me six hours to get somewhere. It may take me 10 hours to get somewhere with traffic, but I'm still going to get there, right? I'm still going to get there. So Q is quit. In order to be successful, the first thing you have to do right now is look in the mirror and quit the excuses. If you are not where you want to be in life right now, and your 4F bombs and your growth or wherever it is. I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't blame you. But if you don't use the knowledge that I'm giving you right now and and you seek other professional subject matter experts and you don't make a change, and it's completely your fault. Because if you don't change anything, nothing's going to change, right? So I could come back on here. I could talk. you could bring on a guest and they could say, hey, I'm not where I want to be in life. And in five years, if they don't do anything, guess what? We're going to have the same conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be in the same place. I'm because I'm never going to settle. So that's the Q. You, the you, the you, the you, <laughs> excuse me, the you is unlock. Unlock is unleash the warrior within. And that's where you create the MOL, the motto of life. My daughter, I'm a champion, I'm a winner. Be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. My wife, I'm not I may not always win, but I'll never lose because she'll never quit you have to come up with something that you believe in and you have to come up with something that resonates with you e is educate yourself be the sponge if there's something that you're interested in read it if you have to do the audiobooks do it best advice i can tell people is is when you get in the car turn off the damn radio turn off the damn news and put on a damn audiobook and listen and learn when you go to bed at night read don't watch tv if you have a spouse and you guys are interested in something, get a book and read it together, right? Me and my wife are thinking about going to Greece when all this crap ends. Oh, she wants to go to Greece, okay. So now we've got like the history of Greece. She reads a lot faster than me, but we read. She does like 10 pages, I do five. And then at the end of the uh, the night, we do it for like 30 minutes. Our mind is still, right? Because that subconscious mind is always absorbing. You're finishing with great historical knowledge. It retains more. We do that quick AAR after action report. We debrief it. We talk to each other about it. We go to bed. We get up. We attack the day and we go at it. And last after that is the R. And R is repetition. If you want to be a better human being, if you want to be more, do more, create more, be worth more, then you need to do this. You need to go photocopy a a thing of 7-Eleven. You need to put it somewhere because this is what I'm going to tell you. This 21 90 day bullshit lifestyle habit is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. Right. You did not become a professional fisherman in 21 or 90 days. There's (laughs) I guarantee there's still something you can learn every day, every day as a father, as a human, as anything, we're constantly growing. We're like the universe. And this is what I'm going to tell you. If you want to be a great human being guy, girl, he, she, she, I don't care what you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you're from. I don't even give a shit who you vote in. I don't, if you want to be a great human being, you need to understand that it's it's not 24 hours a day, it's 25 hours a day, it's eight days a week, it's 400 days um, out of the year, and it never stops, right? Because as a human being, we don't get days off. I don't take days off. People are like, what do you do when you get, go on vacation? Because here's the thing. Have you ever gone on vacation with your family? Oh, yeah. Of course you are. You're still the savage servant. You're still protecting your family. There is never a day where I just take the day off. I could be laying in bed, sick, getting ready to die. And if someone's breaking in my house, I'm going to get up and I'm still going to be the man of the house. I'll find a way. The minute that human beings realize that they don't have a day off because every day is 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 a gift, you're going to be more successful. Now, people go, well, that doesn't work with fitness. Yeah, it does. Even on Sundays, I do active recovery. Mm-hmm. I do things like, but I, I don't just, I don't sit around unless I'm sick and do nothing. I can't. And when I'm sick, I can't wait to get better mm-hmm. because I, I, I'm so pissed off. What did I miss out on? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. What did I miss? What opportunities that pass up? What relationships did I miss out on? Right. And I give people, when I speak to them, homework, go out and meet three people a day. Why? Why not? You might meet your soulmate. You may meet your new best friend. You may meet the business opportunity of your life. You may just meet someone who's amazing. But I may meet somebody that's miserable, but you may change that miserable person's life. It's all about making an impact. That's all I want to do in this life. And I'll give you a case in point, right? Um, I see there's a wedding ring on your finger and I'm, yep. I'm married too. Now, hopefully my wife doesn't hear this. Um, my <laughs> wife is not the first woman I've ever been with. She's not. She will be the last. There's been others. They were very impressive, but I don't remember them. Don't some maybe not all not being rude no disrespect to ladies, but then once in the blue moon that that meteorite is going to come down. It's so big, it's so powerful that even the atmosphere, the Earth doesn't burn it up. Right? That's all the all the shit going on in life. Boom! When it hits the Earth, it hits you here. Two kids, yeah. two kids later. You know, I mean, I got pictures of her everywhere. I mean, that you know, we have we have one of these because of it. You know, we have all these amazing things, and. Our universe is expanding eventually, right? I'm a grandfather. I mean, it's amazing. My universe is getting bigger. My personal universe. We have the universe and I have teen cares universe. Mm -hmm. It's expanding and it's expanding in the right way. And it all starts with having a great mental, physical, mental, and emotional attitude about life. Yeah. You need to get up every damn day and realize that you were blessed. If you don't shame on you, because there are so many people doing so much worse I know people always go but there's so many people doing so much better don't focus on that yeah focus on where you are and where you want to go that's it yeah. that's all I focus on I don't get jealous about people that post pictures of cars and all this listen I um, if, if I don't have the Lamborghini in that, that's my fault. That's my fault. I just need to work harder. I don't right now have a desire to have one if of those If That's
2: even what you want. Yeah, that's what but I was gonna say. Not, maybe, but maybe even...
1: when I get to that, it would be. Right now, maybe. I'm old school, man. You know, right. I'm I'm keep it simple,
2: stupid. Right. One of the things that that uh I was drawn to with your message, um, because I, you know, I I, I listen to a lot of people in your community. I've learned a tremendous amount from a lot of them, various messages from Jocko, from David Goggins, from, you know, all these different messages and they're all, they all are different. But one of the things that I gather from your message that, that really resonates with me is abundance in every area of your life and the way that you are using these acronyms and you're using the four F's and you're using, you know, these, these different, um, stories like you're telling us right now, how, how did you. I mean, because you can be really great, and you, you touched on it earlier, you can be a really great businessman, and you can make a lot of money, you can be really miserable like that too. You can be a really great businessman and have a terrible family life. You can have a great family life and have a horrible job and not have any money and, 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 and have all sorts of other problems, but to have abundance in every area of your life seems like, to some people, Wow that is i mean talk about overwhelming now i'm just hoping to do well in one section of my life now you're talking about abundance in every area of your life but the way that you break it down it sure does seem a lot easier that you're only focusing on these things how in your life did you did you start to realize that you could have abundance and be excellent in all these different areas of your of your life and 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 achieve like true happiness like that
1: because I came from nothing and I never had it. And the minute that I started getting it, like perfect example, right? I'll give you an example. Like, go on vacations with your wife. Some people say, I don't have the money to, okay? If you can't afford that, go for a walk with your wife twice a week like I do when things are tight and talk. There's joy in that. And when you do, let her talk. It's not, people need to realize, and a lot of people where, where I find abundance is, it's not materialistic. Everybody that doesn't find joy in what they're doing is because they're looking for the wrong shit. They're looking for the million dollar house and they're looking for the, you know, the Barbie wife and they're looking for this and they're looking for that. My point is, is what works for you may not work for me, right? Like Pedro's Cooley and gave me the best piece of advice I ever had. He goes, You need to be a man that takes your family on three vacations one, because you have to, two, because you want to, and three, because you're the freaking man. Now, those vacations don't have to be Tahiti's. It don't have to be this. It could be renting a renting a place down at the ocean for hundred dollars and just taking your family from one location to a next, turning off the phone and spending a day with your family. That's empowering. That's that's that is worth its weight in gold. Um, with business, you're not always going to close the million dollar deal. It's are you making million dollar relationships? You know, I just I I literally just. Focus on the the bare minimums to be successful. And I just have like daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. And that's how I create the abundance of balance in my life. You know, and, and the thing is, is you're not going to get all three in every day, right? It's, but what you can't do is start taking off in one category. Like I did guilty of it in business. And then my wife told me, you know, we haven't been on a real vacation in two years. So we're taking a vacation in July and we're taking a vacation in August. So we're taking two vacations because I should have taken her own vacations. And you go, well, Ray, you just said be the man that takes your family on three vacations. Yes, I'm going to be that man now. This year, it's going to be two. Next year, hopefully it'll be three. But um, how did I learn that? My wife called me out on my BS. And you need to have people in your life, a support system that'll tell you that, right? I mean, my wife calls me out on my BS all the time. I don't want people just telling me how awesome I am at things. I want people to tell me how I can improve on things. Right. That's what's so great about having a boss like Bedros. You know, when I first met him, I gave a speech um, and I said, how to do it. He said, you did great. And I was like, really, you're a $50,000 speaker. I at the time I was a $5,000 speaker. I did great. And he goes, Oh, you want me to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I want you to be honest. And he's like, oh, just, and I am literally just texting as fast as I can. He goes, you're not mad. I'm like, mad. I just got $50,000 worth of advice for free. Thank Mm -hmm. you. I just took advantage of you. And he was like, and that's how we kind of met. Be open to constructive criticism. Be constructive. Be open to realizing that if you're not where you want to be, it's probably 90% your fault. Mm -hmm. The 10% might be you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people. Um, Be aware that... For every negative person you have in your life, you need seven positive people. So be aware that most people have a negative person, place, thing, or object in their life. Be aware that if you're out of shape, it's because you're not prioritizing your time. Be aware um, that if you say you're spending time with your family, like me, and you've got the phone hooked to you, you're really not. Um, You need to be more aware. And the thing is, is the more you are in tune with yourself the more you'll be aware about, you know, the other things in life that are important. And you need to surround yourself with people and create relationships where there's, because communication is about transmit and receiving, where you have that open dialogue where there can be constructive criticism. Case in point, um, I do an AAR with my family every Sunday. Hmm. What, what did I do good? Excuse me, what can I do better? What did I do good? Tell me two things I can improve on, one thing that I did good. I always want more improvement than I do good. Otherwise, I don't want to sit here and do this. Tell me what I did good. Tell me what I did bad. Tell me two things that I need to work on. Because life's about improving, right? Right. I, I'm just, I'm tweaking that carburetor, making it perfect, right? Yeah. I, that's, I'm a carburetor guy, sorry. Um. And that's what people need to do. Same thing like with you, with your gear, right? Fish and tackle, line, you have to get the perfect you're always adjusting right mm-hmm. one fish and reel in and one line is not going to work for every fish that you catch i don't think nope, you have not. different right you have to have different tools in the tool bag and that's how you're going to catch see what I just there yeah the, the fish of your dreams <laughs> right wherever it is and that's what i do every day um i am chasing my dreams and my dreams and goals change yeah like taste buds
0: you know
2: right i like it that um that you're really open about finding mentors at this stage of your life. Like Bedros is obviously a very important person to you. And it, it, you know, for somebody that has had great success in the military and and you've done all kinds of things in your life to, to transition and think, well, if I can do that, I can do anything. Right. Mm. But business is maybe similar in a lot of ways to, to your previous life. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's some other lessons. And you went and found another mentor. Bedros is a great example. You probably have many other mentors that you look to. How, is it, how important is it to, and you've mentioned it a couple of times already about surrounding yourself with the people that, that can, can push you to new levels, positivity. How important is it to seek out a mentor for someone who is already successful?
1: Well, the thing is, is the reason why you seek out mentors is because you don't ever want to peak, right? You you can be at the top of your game, but your game isn't the game. Um, that's how I look at it, right? I mean, top of my game was, you know, decent relationship with my wife at the time, making $150,000 at the time, deploying with the agency overseas, um, half my life. And I was really good at that. But I was like, you know what? There's got to be more. There's got to be more. How can I? Make more money, spend more time at home, have a better relationship with my wife, get in better shape, do this. Um, so I started, you know, looking around and seeing who was out there and listening to people. And I heard about Pedros and I heard about another guy named Steve Eckert. And I'm the kind of guy that's just like, hey, my name is so and so. I'm a former Navy SEAL. And obviously they're going to do their due diligence and check it out. And I was wondering if we could take a phone call or I could get up with you now with them. It was, it was I was very lucky because I opened for them at a speaking event and we hit it off. But, um, you know, like there's other people that I've just like on social media. I mean, shit, I've reached out to, um, Oh my God. Um, uh, Mr. Olympia, uh, Phil Heath, Mr. Mm-hmm. Phil Heath, seven time, Mr. Olympia and say, Hey, i got a couple workout questions. He checked me out. Yeah. What do you got? Michael Hearn, Connor <laughs> Peterson, fitness, um, business inter- business people, Brad Lee. I just, reach out to people. I'm a genuine guy and say, Hey, my name's this. I do this for a living and I'm looking to be a better human being. And I was wondering if you had four or five minutes to take a call.
2: How often do you get rejected on something like that?
1: Not as much as you
2: think. No, I mean, I I don't think, I don't think at all. Um, But but the reason I asked that was because that's the reason I started this podcast. One of the reasons is that I was like, well, now I have a reason to contact someone like you and have a, have an hour long conversation with somebody that I, would maybe never meet, right? And it's the hardest been-
1: part is building up the courage to do it because sure. you think they're gonna of course, but I've only what had what I've one, one rejection.
2: I only and had one I've rejection.
1: Learned, oh, I don't well, you don't have to say who it is, but uh that that sucks. But what I've learned and what most people say is I remember when I was in because you know of they saw I remember when I you are a younger version of me. Yes, like Pedro, He was like And, you know, he said, you're hungry. And I said, sir, by all due respect, I'm not hungry. I'm starving. Right. I'm starving for knowledge. Feed me. And he was just going to. And he will. And and, you know, it's all about, just you know, when you surround yourself with these men and these conglomerates, if you will. It's all it's the same thing that I learned in the military. Be loyal. Right. You have to be loyal with people. What I've learned is, is the things that I learned in the military, they apply in life. Right. I mean. Like case in point, I work for Bedros. He's the CEO. Um, Steve, Steve, Steve is, you know, we have a business together. Then it's myself and Steve. We're like the ops chiefs. We get things done. Um, It's about, you know, checking in, being accountable, holding yourself uh, accountable. Uh, Case in point, um, one of the biggest things that people need to understand is if you do something wrong, like one of the biggest lessons Bedros taught me is when you F up, you need to be able to fess up right so i made a mistake i wasted an hour of his time recently which is i know how it's expensive it's a lot of money like a lot of like almost as much as i make it a year for an hour for this guy right i mean 500 million dollar man and he goes why in the hell did you just waste an hour of my time doing this this and this and i took a gulp gulp and i said sir i take full responsibility for what i did um This is, this is why it's never going to happen again. And this is what I'm going to do to make sure it never happens again. And all he wrote was, thank you. And imagine if the world just took more accountability for themselves. I take full accountability for where I am. Like right now I'm doing much better financially, um, but I'm still hard on myself. Right. I still am an overachiever. So I'm my best and my worst critic with everything I do. Um, some people say, you know, you're, uh, what's the word, uh, sensitive, Passionate. Some people say I'm aggressive. I'm passionate. Some people say I'm an animal. I'm passionate. I like the word passionate. Um, I like where I am and I like where I'm going. I'm not deploying overseas anymore. Um, I get to spend more time with my family. Um, I think right now for being 50, I'm in probably the top third percent of how I felt in my life. Um, I'm grateful, not greedy. And that's something else people need to understand. Be grateful for what you have. Right. 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 Be, be grateful, all right? Um, the only thing I'm greedy with is my why. I'm greedy with my why, and that's to be a better me. I have to be. I have to be a better me. But I'm like, and that's selfish, selfless. I'm mm-hmm. selfish when it comes to being a better version of me, but I'm selfless with the people around me. Boy, there's I'll a give whole, my shirt off my back to my, you know, to anybody. There's a whole
2: conversation there that we've kind of touched on. Oh, I know, I know here. we got
1: to get going soon, but, but I'm just, there's so much that... There's so much out there. So many good people are putting so many things out there. The problem is, is people are not implementing it into their day. They're like, great thing. Navy SEAL talk. And then they go right back to their life, wondering why their life didn't didn't change. What I tell people is, is listen to these, like what you're doing. You're doing people with service. And what's so great about these is you 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 sign up, you listen to the podcast, and you just get little nuggets out of it. If we spoke for the last hour, if if literally somebody took one thing home, one thing home that they can apply to their life or put it in their tool bag, it's a win for me. It is a win. And that's why I listen to as many podcasts as I can. Um, I surround myself with I, I'm rebuilding my pack to be bigger, better, faster and stronger. And I will in the next 50 years be more successful than I was in this first 50 years. And people go, how can that possible? you're in ABC TV movies? Because I refuse to peak, I am surrounding myself with bigger, better, faster, stronger. I am going to get bigger, better, faster, and stronger, and I am going to leave a mark on this earth. When I die, I want people to remember that i i was a human being that one that made an impact in the world, and that's what I'm going to do. And if people think I'm crazy, listen, jump on the success trainer. I'm going to run you over. That's my mantra, man. Get on or get run over, because <laughs> I don't have time. For negative Nancys and haters and all you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. On social media. Yeah. Uh, why um, do you do? 50, why do you do 6,320 pushups? Yeah. My response is why don't you?
2: Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, okay. I have a daughter as well mm-hmm. as you just got back from a, an incredible fishing trip with her. I took her just nice. me and her by herself uh, two days fishing. Together, it was some of the best time we've ever spent together, and uh, we have daddy-daughter time. We have, uh, you know, she's we have a very good relationship. I want to ask you quickly about um, raising daughters as a Mm -hmm. certainly an alpha. Where is the 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 line between protector and um, nurturer and you know, like being the the sensitive person and being the alpha protector, because you seem to have done, I mean, in everything that I've listened to, your daughter's a four-time state champion in gymnastics. At least the last time I heard, maybe she's even got more. Um, You have obviously have a very good relationship with her. She is, uh, you're very close with her and she means a lot to you. And that's very obvious in your, in your message. Um, But it could be very easy as a person of your stature and a person of your former employee could be very intimidating to everyone around. You could be intimidating to her, but you're not. So how, how do you balance that? How did, how do you come to a place, a comfortable place there where you are, are um, you're, you're not overbearing Mm -hmm. you're supportive and positive. And it well, could be I mean, three, those three things could be the opposite, right? You could, could, you could be very net and you see it like my boys were wrestlers and you see the parents pushing their kids and it's like, oh my God, dude, your kid it, is never going to is, succeed it, that way.
1: It's actually easier with my daughter than it was my son, because my son kind of felt like he was trying to live in my shadow. Um, I think the key to that is number one, she sees how I treat mama, right? Like my wife's five, three. 110 pounds, maybe. And like I my beard is at this length because my wife grabs me from it. I love it. Right. Like, um, and in our house, my everybody, the first thing that everybody knows in our household are our roles and responsibilities. If I'm not here, my son is the man of the house when he's here. My job, and what I taught my daughter is, is I am the man of the house. And my job is to be the savage and the servant. Savage is to protect if I need to. But my job is also to serve them. Right. I'm a double I'm the, the double edged sword if you want. Right. But mama is also the protector when I'm not there. She's more of the educator with my daughter and the gatherer. Now, my daughter also under, has to understand the importance. The reason why I have a great relationship with my daughter is because I have a great relationship with my wife. She sees that. She expects that. I have opened the car door for my daughter since the day I wheeled her out of the, the hospital with mama. She is 13 years old right now in front of the door. She goes, excuse me, daddy. She has a lot of the symbolisms and mannerisms of my wife. Cause like yesterday we had sushi and I have a birthday party coming up and I was being a poop about my birthday. And my daughter's like, daddy, we're doing it there and, and you're going to like it. And she's comfortable with me because she knows that I can be the protector and provider, but she also knows that, I mean, I've got a picture of me when she's little, like she was like, daddy, can I paint your toenails? Heck yes will you put a dress on? Heck yes. Um, you know, case in point, uh, a few months ago, I'm walking with my daughter at school and and she's 13. And I know it's unrealistic to hold your daughter's hand at 13. And she grabbed my hand and she saw some kids like looking at her. She took her hand away. And I said, what's wrong, baby? And she goes, well, I don't want the kids to make fun of me for, you know, you holding their hand. I said, what you should ask him, baby, is why their dad doesn't want to hold their hand. And it's funny. The minute I said that she just held my hand again. Hmm. And I think it's just making her feel comfortable because she is a young woman and realizing her role and my role is that yes, daddy will protect and provide. And I am very protective of my daughter when it comes to boys. Don't get me, oh, don't get me started. But she needs to understand that if a suitor comes right, uh, even at the young age, if at, right. Right. So there's a little boy that likes her right now. And I, I had to talk with him. I told him, I pulled him aside and said, listen, I'm not around. You're in charge of her. You can't handle that. Then I'm going to, and I gave him a few choice words. And his response was "Yes, sir. And I think it's how you deliver the message. I think a real man, a real man is comfortable with showing his emotions. He's comfortable with being vulnerable. He's comfortable with being a dork. He's comfortable with being whatever it is to put a smile on that little girl's face. Because he's secure enough to know that if he has to flip that switch, let me tell you what, mother, mm, I will. I will, I will kill for my family, but I will also do whatever it takes to put a smile on her face because that is the role and responsibility I took as a man when I got on a knee, after I asked my wife's father, who's the size of Nebraska, if I could marry her. And that's the role I took because that is a man's role in this world. It's to understand that he is a savage. And a servant. Being a hard ass doesn't do anything except make you a hard ass. Like it's okay to laugh. It's okay to cry. It's okay to tell people you love them. It's okay to show emotion. My son's 27 years old. I still hug him. I'll still give him a kiss on the cheek. Somebody doesn't like that, then come talk to me. I will hold my daughter's hand until until I can't anymore. I will tell my daughter I love her every morning. I will tell my wife I love her every morning. I will tell them both they're beautiful every damn day. I will tell them, I pre- I tell my wife every day, thank you for being a stay-at-home mother. She is the reason why I have great kids. Yeah. She is the reason why I can go out and do what I do. She is the reason why I have literally doubled my income. I've done this. I've done that because I have a great support team at home. And my daughter does understand at this age, the give and take daddy can't be here for this, but it's because he's doing this for us, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to miss one of her events, but it's because, Hey, daddy's taking you mommy and your friend to Cancun for 5 days. So, I'll tell her, would you rather me go there or go to or go to Cancun? She's like, "Yeah, daddy, you go by." Right? Yeah. I get it. And it's yeah. okay. So, yeah. it's it's having that dialogue with your children and making sure they know that you you are well-rounded, right? But now if I if I get firm or I say, "Nyla, come here." I don't need to be I don't need to yell or beat my I don't need to do that. We don't have that relationship. Literally, mama handles 99% of the discipline. If I have to step in, It's because there's outside entities that I have to take care of. But other than that, be vulnerable with the people that you love, especially your daughters, because I'll tell you this right now. Dads, they're going to look for a man that's that's similar to you. Yes. And I don't want her to find a man if I'm not at my best. I want her to find the man, you know, open a car door for you, even though you can,
2: you know, uh, like
1: (laughs) a queen. Tell um, you you're beautiful every day. She expects this. She deserves this.
2: She sure does. She will. So I I know your time is super valuable and I want to honor that. I just want to finish up with, with one more question. So much of, of what you're talking about is uh, you could call it old school. You could call it whatever. You're going to be a savage and a servant. It's very masculine message. I love it. I, I have exactly the same message. It's not the message that we're being told today. Um, through the through the media, it's not the message that that the children are being told in school. I want to know in your opinion, how did we get to this place where we're being told that you shouldn't be masculine, that you shouldn't be the protector, that you shouldn't be um, the man. And how do you think we got here? And then secondly, how do we silence that message and create our own message?
1: Good question. Well, I don't know how we got here. I think it all started with the the, the internet and the social media platforms where people can hide behind, um, you know, these fake accounts and do this and the cyberbullying and all that. I think that's where it all started. Um, and I don't know where it's going to go, but all I know is I'm going to teach my children and my universe what I was taught. You know, I mean, man, think about it back in the day. We didn't even have cell phones. <laughs> cell yeah. phone. But yet, but yet I would jump on my bicycle and drive 14 miles to go get a milkshake and go meet a girl. Yep. And I didn't mind that. Um, back in the day, young men went out and they, they they had a verbal or physical confrontation and was over with it. was done. I don't know how the world has gotten softer. I don't know why the world has gotten softer. But all I do know is, is if you watch politics and you see what's going on, other countries are doing things because of our weakness. And if we don't make a change here soon, it's only matter of time before that stuff comes here. Um, um, you know, we've never been invaded before because we've got the, we've got the water, we've got water on both sides and we've got the big navies, but we've also, we've also always been the dominating force right now. I don't get political. We don't have the strongest leadership on the planet. We have very weak leadership right now. And that here's the thing. Junkyard dogs are always going to challenge the big dog when they think the big dog is injured. And right now we look injured. So what am I going to do? I'm going to be vigilant. I'm my wife, my daughter, my son. They know how to shoot. Um, They know how to they know how to survive out in the wilderness. Um, They know how to protect themselves physically, and they are going to stay on the course that my me and my wife teach them. Right? We believe in we believe in certain things. I don't get political. I don't get religious on here. I am not going to change my values or my political views due to fake news and trying to please the majority. I won't do it. I won't. Um, I'm not getting a I'm not getting a vaccination. Um I'm not sick. I've had whatever it is called the COVID. It's called a cold. I've had it. I've had it twice. I'm fine. Um, I'm not going to do that. Um, this is my body. Um, and this is America. And we've been given choices. And now it's starting to seem like those choices and freedoms are being taken away. Um, I'm not going to be a part of that. If the sheep want to, by all means, you go ahead. You want to get your damn vaccine and you want to do this and you want to do that, by all means, you go ahead and do that. If you want to be identified as this or that, by all means. If I think you're a guy, I'm going to say, sir, if I think you're a lady, I'm going to call you ma'am. If I offend you, tough. I'm not going to change. I'm 50 years old. I'm setting my ways. And I'll tell you this right now. This is the greatest country in the nation. I've been every damn country on this planet. And we need to change to keep it that way. Um, I'm not saying we need somebody in office versus this person in office. All I'm saying is, is we need to toughen up. um, And you know, what's amazing too, real quick. So I have you here. Have you noticed since Russia uh, uh, came into Ukraine, COVID's gone? Have you noticed you Mm -hmm. haven't heard one one thing about COVID? Not one thing, but soon as that. The only thing
2: I'll I'll disagree. The only thing I have heard about COVID is that. If there is a nuclear explosion, you are okay. supposed to wear a mask in the shelter and stay six feet away from one another because COVID already causes you to be stressed. And a nuclear explosion might add to that stress. That was yeah. that came out yesterday. Did you <laughs> see we that? Expl- <laughs> we have a nuclear fallout. That's what I'm fucking That's about, right. Yeah. That can you I mean, I, I just couldn't even believe that. Like it's that's okay. going to be the last thing that you're worried about a mask.
1: <laughs> Harden up America. That's what I'm telling you. Harden up. If you don't like the message, tough Work out. Um, do, if your kids do good in school, listen to your parents, um, stick to your guns, stick to your morals, um, help people out, be positive, be motivated. Even though we're going through a lot of crap right now, realize that we still are in the greatest nation. If you don't believe me, go over to Iraq, go over to Afghanistan, go to Yemen, go to Syria. i been all those places. You will not like it and come on back and let me know what you think. That's it.
2: Right on, right on. Well, Ray, I appreciate your time today. I really, um, I really like your message and uh, you're helping a tremendous amount of people and that you're to be honored for that. And uh, thank you. Thank you for doing thank that. you, John. honored to be on. Thank you. If they want to uh, get coaching from you, if they want to yeah. connect with you, how do they yeah. do that?
1: Perfect. You can either go to raycashcare.com and you can fill out a booking to do some stuff with me, or you can go to at Ray Care on Instagram, hit me up, send me a DM, keep it clean, keep it fun. And I will respond to every single DM personally at Ray Care or raycashcare.com and go there
2: particularly on Sunday. And you got, you got 500 savages right here that just did 10,000 pushups.
1: So we're doing it this Saturday on my birthday, March 5th, 10 a.m. Eastern time.
2: Right on Saturday at 10 a.m. Right on. Get your get ready. 22 push ups on the minute every minute for 20 for 60 minutes. Oh. Boom. There you go. All right. That's it for today. Thank you again, Ray. I really appreciate that. And we will be back next week with another awesome guest. All right. Thanks. See you.